Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Jimmy from Boston, DJ Lou, not taking any shit and dropping the gloves. I loved it, kid. Don't let those two blame you when they stink. You letting them have it was just a kick in the ass that show needed. Otherwise, we would have continued to be subjected to Petey talking about Frank, his goddamn mailman, or worse, Hollywood Biscuit talking about getting a haircut, albeit a bullshit fancy assisted haircut, but nonetheless, great job, you bald-headed beauty, you. Later. Well, I've been out walking. I don't do that much talking these days. All right, three, two, one, boom, baby, Pete and Sebastian show is back. What's up, bro? What's going on? Did you survive the snow out in New York City? Yes, not even worth discussing. Turned to rain halfway through, big doop-de-doo over nothing. Let's be efficient. Next question. (laughs) <laughs> no, seriously, what do you got going on, man? <laughs> anything anything you want to start out with or just uh, you want to start well, light? One, I could start with a recommendation, whatever you want to do. Well, let me get into uh, we're preparing for Baby Bash 2017 over oh, here. Oh, let's get into the <laughs> let's get into the invitation. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> normally in life you get invitations that let you know a function is happening. When you get an invitation from Alana, Lana, Alana and Sebastian Maniscalco function, it makes you want to go, even if you weren't sure. Which, first of all, why wouldn't you be sure? But that card, I, me and Jackie were dying. I came home, she's like, you gotta see their card for the uh, baby bash. I, I had to right away text Alana, telling her how funny it is. It's a picture, a cartoon somebody drew of Sebastian and Lana, which is very well done and funny. And Lana's pregnant, big belly. And at the bottom of the card, where the, you know, between where her legs would be, is just a baby's head. And you grab that head and you pull it. And the whole card slides out with all the information as if you're giving birth to the information. <laughs> <laughs> and then the line, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have it in front of me, but we know a lot of you people have children and you have good advice to give. And we just want to say, leave it at the door. <laughs> Dude, I'm clapping. Just who came up with all that? Lana? That's just all Lana's, all Lana's doing. I mean, she put her heart and soul into that invitation. And you're right. You know, I don't know. I think 
invitations to things are a dying breed now that we're all up on the internet and everybody's sending out an evite. Myself and Lana do like to send something in the mail. First of all, when, sh- when you get something in the mail, uh, an invitation, it always comes in a envelope that's not really the size of your other envelopes in the mailbox. So that's exciting right off the bat. And secondly... Yeah, you know, the invitations from you guys for anything, it's like one stamp. Ain't even going to get this thing out of the driveway. It's like a freaking placemat, the goddamn thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good sized invitation, and uh, again, Lana, being an artist and being very um, creative, wanted to put uh, you know her spin on uh, on it, and uh, you know, funny, quirky card. And, but this is the problem I got: the RSVP or lack thereof of people. Uh, we sent out a good thirty seven, about thirty six, thirty seven invitations. And we had to follow up with about 75% of the guests to see if they were coming because no one RSVP'd on the, the date, the cutoff date. So given an invitation like that, don't you think you would right away send the RSVP whether you're coming or not? Well, before I sound like a hypocrite, I just want to make sure Jackie sent one. I don't know. I mean, we, we knew you guys weren't coming anyway. Yeah, I don't so think that was really... a follow-up. People just... They don't do the things the right way anymore. This wasn't even a, 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 a this was an email we were asking for. Email a specific address and what oh, really? let us know. Yeah, if you were coming. Well, apparently you were at the invitation. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh, right, it's, that's right. It said email at the bottom. I do remember yeah. that because I had yeah. So yeah, so I'm sitting here on like Sunday night, popping off text messages. Hi, are you? Did you get the invitation? And if so, are you coming? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got it. That's hysterical. Uh, yeah, we're coming. Put me down for two. It's like, really? We, we, we went through the, the trouble to put, put out the invitation, and now I'm doing follow-up? Damn. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's like calling up going, just want to ask how the new vacuum's going for you. <laughs> um, Tim, the guy that uh, sold it to you last week, is it working well? So did most of your follow-ups, were they coming or not coming? They're coming. Because uh, that's easier when you say, you, and they go, oh, yeah, sorry, we're coming. Then that's cool. When they go, yeah, sorry, can't make it. Yeah, well, couldn't yeah. get an email, right? I got to follow yeah. up to find out. Um, I'm kind of shocked, though. Because when you send out invitations, you kind of figure, all right, not everybody's going to reply. But uh, we got a good, I'm talking 85%, I'd say, are coming. I'm like, gee, I got to make sure if we got enough food. That's a good turnout, man. And and a lot of these people come from out of town as well? No, no, not a lot of out of town. Well, Lana's family, you know, her brothers, sisters, and her entire family are coming. It's like a wedding. They they started arriving yesterday. The Her parents came in yesterday. Her sister got here today. And they're going to be trickling in as uh, as the week goes on here leading up to Saturday. So, yeah, we, uh, we, we are in full throttle. It's like a wedding week. It's like a wedding week, man. We have we have to have plans all every day of the week this week uh, to entertain people. We're going to a party tomorrow. I got some uh, tickets to go to this kind of block party in Hollywood, so I'm taking. It's me and Lana and uh, four of her family members. 
So we're going there tomorrow. Friday we got a uh, a dinner planned, and then Saturday the party, and then Sunday we're taking out my brother-in-law for his uh, 40th birthday. So I'm I'm pretty much book solid till uh, Monday morning. It's a hell of an agenda for a woman so far along in a pregnancy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to start taking bets so she's going to give birth in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, man? Oh, Out man. and about till the last Out minute. Holy man. shit. You old, she pregnant. Can't have a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. Why y'all want to be in here anyway? Y'all need to be at a yoga class or something. What the fuck is she doing at the club? That's, that's not even good parenting right there. Your old ass should know better than that. Well, I'm telling you, Lana's family, they don't sit still. They're the type of family. They need to keep moving. They need activity. My family, we could sit outside at the dinner table for six and a half hours and not even know it was six and a half hours, you know? So, yeah. which is fine. I mean, it's fine either way, but... Um, yeah, that's what's happening over here. And I know we we air on Friday. If, if those of you are confused why we're talking about the uh, the, uh, the it's it's Wednesday that we're taping this. So that's that's why we're talking. Uh, this is already passed. So anyway, uh, I don't even know what the hell I just said there. That was uh, so confusing in my brain that I yeah, couldn't even relay it to my mouth. <laughs> just just pretend it's Friday. You know, no one has to know what's going on behind the curtain, man. You know? I love, I love, I love, I love. That's right. We oh, should be saying happy St. Patty's Day. We didn't even say that. What are we doing, man? I, you know, we know this. I'm not a big St. Patty's Day guy. I mean, I associate the St. Patrick's Day with people wearing green, vomiting out on a curb. I mean, that's all I see when I when I hear this holiday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you're from Chicago area where they get into it as much as New York. Well, they get into oh, it yeah. everywhere. But, but I just saw in the news the other day they turned the river green again. What is that? What is that? Is that necessary to turn the river green in Chicago? And is it really green, bro? Or is it like an algae JG color? You know, like, you know? <laughs> an algae? There's another oh, one for bro, you. An, I, an, an I algae. Algae or something. <laughs> we're doing last week. We're doing a taping of a show, and Kevin, Kevin's character says ra- radiator. Something about a radiator in a house. You know? oh. And the guy from CVS goes to me. He goes. He keeps saying radiator. It's radiator. And I turned to him. I go. No, nah, not on Long Island, guy. Out here, we say radiator. <laughs> Wrap your head around it. Let's move on. Oh, I think it's. Ra- <laughs> I think. It, I think it's radiator nationwide. Well. I'm half Irish too, so moving forward, watch your words, guy. Don't want to insult me. Don't want to insult my brother. I'm not insulting. Right? I'm not insulting you. No, I'm, I'm insulting. I mean, I'm I am half Irish. I'm insulting the holiday. I'm so insulting the holiday. It totally is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my father and mother are in Florida because my mom's all Irish. My father goes, "Yeah, then we're going to so and so for St. Patrick's Day." Because you know how much I love that fucking holiday. <laughs> it really is. It, it, but I think it represents the Irish well. Loud, brash, and just, you know, want, where do I get the next beer? I don't know, man. But, I mean, do you think the people in Ireland are that excited about St. Paddy's Day uh, compared to the United States? I feel like in Ireland, they're, they're not as, like, they're not as excited. You know, everybody gets, like, in know. green. I don't know, man. That's These are good like adults. That's I don't. That's a really good question. Are they mocking us over there? Like, look at them, embarrassing themselves. Th- with yeah, I, yeah. I would have to think they are. 
Tell what do we got as Italianos? I mean, what is ours? Like, what day would you consider our day? I mean, well, I know what you're going to say. What do you mean? Uh, every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Let them have their day with their oh, dumb green sweatshirts. Dumb, and, yeah, I mean, I'm half Irish. We all wear... We, I, was that the third time I said that? But we wear green... <laughs> My mother would have us all wear green to school that day. She loves it. Yeah. So happy no, St. No Pat's, everybody. Yeah, happy St. Pat's, but I don't have green in the wardrobe. And during high school on St. Patty's Day, I came in all black. Oh, yeah. That wasn't wow. it. Yeah, that Good wasn't for you. Yeah. I don't have any don't green have in my wardrobe. No, neither do I. It's not really a good color. Uh, October 9th is, is associated with uh, the Italians being Columbus Day and all. Yeah. Why? So... Well, what yeah, what is that about though? Like Columbus and discovered America. Yeah, and he's right? Italian, and he's Italian. Yeah, he came from Italy, didn't he? <laughs> Via Spain? Yeah, I think so. Right, right, right. So, so in typical Italian fashion, we got here, and there's people here, and it's like, yeah, but it's fucking Oz now, guy. Is that the deal? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I I never associated Columbus Day with Italians until I got older, and they. Uh, to I don't know. We just we just took it over. I mean, literally every day could be an Italian day. I mean, what do you you want to put Christmas in there? Right, At Christmas, Christmas Eve. I mean, it, yeah, it's it truly is what it is. They're like you know the gods above are saying if you're Italian, you already won. You don't need a day. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a day. <laughs> That's true, though, man. You know you won. I you agree. won. You, you, totally you're automatically agree. tan. You don't. You don't need suntan lotion. You probably got great hair. You probably have a fantastic sense of humor. Your mm-hmm. food is ridiculous, and your actors are bar none the best that have ever hit the silver screen. So I mean, it's it's just it's just covered from front to back, bookend to bookend. I mean, the culture. There's nothing bad about it. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful to be Italian. Tapped off with Sinatra and Dean Martin being Italian. This music Louis playing is Italian. I was wondering why I was in a good oh, this mood. Is, this is uh, Pavarotti. Yeah, you're not going to hear this on uh, anywhere in a bar today. I'll tell you that much, folks. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so happy got, uh, congratulations uh, happy to all the Italians on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> just just be count, count your blessings. <laughs> if I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a Judge Antonin Scalia is the first Italian-American ever nominated to the Supreme Court and is a source of great, great pride. It's a wonderful world. I'm just walking on air. You talking to me? You talking to me? Then who the hell else are you talking to? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Happy all day through. And so Michelle and I decided to just think of this as a typical Italian Sunday dinner, surrounded by family and great friends, paisans, and pasta. My biological clock is ticking like this, and the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. We worked up a little routine, and I'd like to do it for you right now. And what the hell, I'm a white guy, so. Uh, gentlemen. We just washed the hair, 
You know, I work on my hair a long time and you, and you hit it. He hits my hair. I'm just a walking on hair. I learned about our kind of democracy from my father. And I learned about our obligation to each other from him and my mother. They were able to build a family and live in dignity and see one of their children go from behind their little grocery store in South Jamaica on the other side of the tracks where he was born to occupy the highest seat in the greatest state, in the greatest nation, in the only world we know. It's a wonderful world to love it. Thanks for tuning in and you just take care of yourself, okay? It's a ring-a-ding world to love it. I got a monster. Well, not a monster, but here we go. All right. Flying home last week. This is a flight one. Got a 6.30 flight Delta uh, out of uh, JFK. Pilot, pilot sits down, tells us that he's timed out. You know that little routine? Oh, yeah. Right? And he goes, waiting for another pilot should be 15 minutes. So I fall asleep. I wake up 25 minutes later to him saying... Uh, no, still no word on another pilot, so um, I don't know what happened with that last one, folks. And now he's standing, the pilot got out, and he's using the flight attendant's intercom. It's a mm. small plane. He goes, so uh, we'll just wait here, and another pilot uh, should be coming. Right away, click. I undo my seat. I walk up. I normally don't go at pilots. I respect them very much, but I can't yeah. stand the lying, bro. Yeah. And I go up to him and I go, why would you tell us 15 minutes if you didn't know? And then right away, a flight attendant, a male flight attendant kind of steps in between. And he goes, sir, we're trying to get someone. I go, no, but it, it does. And I lean over shoulder to the pilot. I go, D what are we doing now? Are we just literally waiting? Are we hoping? Are we just hoping? Are we just hoping? And the pilot turns like to go back inside like, geez, I didn't think this guy was good. And then the uh, flight attendant, I, I say my third hoping and I do my move, bro. My, on the third hoping, I fade. I fade back to my seat. Oh, and as yeah. I turn to, say, to, to leave, the flight attendant goes, uh, uh, sir, do you want to go home? And I stop and I turn around and I look at him. I go, what do you think? And then I sit down, right? And the guy next to me goes, damn, boom, now we're in. So 20 minutes after that, a uh, uh, pilot does get on, hops in the seat, and we're gone. All right? Not the end of the world. Oh, oh, let me cut. I, I got to cut you off here. That was just the hors d'oeuvre, but continue. Okay. How, how does this work when they said they're looking? Are they calling the guy's house going, hey, Frank, uh, you want to you wanna work today? Somebody called out sick. You want to come in and fly? I mean, <laughs> where are these pilots? I think that they're, they're, they're doing a recon on who's coming in. Uh, Lenny's coming in on a flight out of Hawaii. When he lands, he'll still have three hours fly time. Let's put Lenny on the flight back to Buffalo and tell Lenny he's spending the night in Buffalo. And then when Lenny gets to Buffalo, he calls his wife. And she's like, oh, you having fun in New York City? Thing? I'm in Buffalo. Fuck. Got in too soon. The other guy timed out. Is that what happens? Well, That's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, do they call, uh, let's say, Lenny up, up, in the, up in the plane going, hey, Lenny, listen, um, we got a problem on the ground here. You know, Frank didn't show up. Uh, so do you, do you want to fly or do they say you're going to have to fly to Buffalo or whatever? And do you think Lenny s stalls up there a little bit? Maybe he slows the plane down. Because right? <laughs> he, he doesn't want to go on the other flight. What? They have to do that. I know that you and I both know and this much we know. Pilots, they have a certain time and then they time out. If they get the wheels up off the ground, 
then they can time out a minute after that, and it's okay, because they're already in the air. Of course, yeah. they can't be going to Italy at that point, but a short flight, they're fine. So they have to... Like he's got to be on the phone with his wife going, baby, I'm going to go slow out to the runway. I'll time out. We'll bring it back. We're going out to dinner. Yeah. Call the I wife on to... the side phone. <laughs> I, I, it has to happen. I, it, it must. And, and I have to say, secondly, after that pilot that, that was on your flight came out to the flight attendant intercom and made that announcement and you got in his face and then he went back into the cockpit he must have closed the door and told the co-pilot, I'm never going back out there again. Well, I, I tell I, you, man, <laughs> I, I, I will say this. The pilot that got on didn't even greet us. I mean, because I looked up and I just saw a young pilot come on the plane, literally do a hop into the seat, take his coat off, put it over the back of the chair. The flight attendant closes the door and we start moving. And then he started to address us. I have to feel that the pilot said, yo, there's an Italian guy who just flipped the fuck out. I'm locked in the cabin. Get your ass down here as soon as possible. By the way, I love the way you just said Frank didn't show up. 747 and Frank just pulled a no-show. No phone call, nothing. So like nothing. he's a mechanic. <laughs> Where's Frank? Ah, the alarm didn't go off. So, all right. So, so this, now we land in Buffalo. And sun's coming up. It's quiet on this plane. The plane only holds about 60 people. Everyone's adults, so it's quiet. As we're taxiing into the gate, I wish I could do it, but there are still guys working in the other room, so I can't do it out loud. But as we're taxiing into the gate, bro, the woman sitting in the seat directly in front of me lets out the most blood-curdling scream you have ever heard in your fucking life for like 10 to 15 seconds like <gasps> and she starts pounding her head into the back of the seat the, she stops screaming but she just keeps pounding her head and she's shaking she starts foaming at the mouth the what? girl the girl sitting next to us starts screaming oh my god and pops up out of a seat and is looking over at her I stand up and I'm looking like I'm trying to get out of my seat, getting the person next to me to move out. And we're looking over and she's shaking. Her eyes are in the back of her head. You just see like whites of her eyes shaking. And she, uh, what the fuck? No one knows what to do, bro. I was the freakiest. I'm, I'm just never so helpless. I'm like, she's dying. I'm watching somebody have their death rattle. I'm seeing it, bro. Oh, man. And the flight attendant, the guy I yelled at earlier, gets on the thing. He says, is there a plane on? A, a doctor on board? Is Before he can even get the words out, a, a guy comes running up. Uh, he looked like that actor, Peter Gallagher. Good looking guy. And he's just, and uh, I'm just, I don't know why I said that, but I knew right away. He looked like, <laughs> I, like how so, I like how someone's dying and you go, God, this guy's attractive. Well, that's how I judge my doctors. The better looking they are, the better of a doctor they are, right? You know? I mean, you want some heavy set guy who's got a sidestep through the fucking aisle. I'm a doctor. Are you really? For what? What are you, a vet at best? So, but this guy comes piling up and he's like, I'm a doctor. And behind him, he's, the woman goes, I'm a nurse. And it's his wife, it turns out. And, you know, we quick sit back down and he lays the lady down and they come over with oxygen and she's completely unconscious and he's wiping the stuff away from her mouth and he's giving her oxygen and he's just laying her down there and she's shaking. And it turns out, I guess she was having a seizure. 
Yeah. And they'll and and the best only thing you can really do is ride that out. So then they're like, call the ambulance, call the ambulance, and I'm like, I'm never getting off of this fucking thing. So 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 then the ambulance comes, and um, they take her off, and she 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 never wakes up at all. And they just, mm. you know, plow her out. We're all really quiet. People are coming up. Does anyone have her stuff? She was alone. I think this is her bag. Grab her stuff. Someone's like, is she going to be okay? People were crying. And, uh, you know, and they finally got her off. But, bro, I was like, I was shook up for about a day. Well, for the ride home. But um, if you have a seat, if you know, listen, people out there that are fans of the show, I don't want to sound crass. But I'm just saying, if you know you're prone to seizures, should, I, I, shouldn't you have a you should have a seizure companion, right? Someone well, sitting next to you that goes, "Don't even worry about this." To seizure, or maybe wear like a wristband or something that indicates that you are prone to seizures, just in case you go into this attack. That people that are maybe not familiar with it know. Oh, look at the the wristband that she's like. It says seizure prone. Uh, something where something you know, something where it might indicate. Like I would be scared to travel if I was prone to seizures, or I would be scared to travel if I had gas, guy. <laughs> this is unacceptable. I don't mean to be this crass, but like if I was sitting directly next to her, I could have died of a heart attack from her scream. It scared the fuck out of me. I was immediately looking for Muslim. You know, I hate to be crass, but I thought we had an ISIS situation. I'm not, bro. That, yes, Lou. Thank you, Lou. That's exactly what it was. A little less spring breaky than that, but yes, like that. Wow. And um, I just feel like, you know, for, don't you feel she has an obligation for every flight for the rest of her life to go to the person next to them? Listen, you might not want to get so caught up in that book because I'm liable to scream at the top of my lungs and foam with the mouth at any given moment. I just feel like you have a right to wrap your head around that possibility. On our way to Boston. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I would be waiting for it. If she did that to me, I would be sitting up going, when is it going to happen? How is this going to Right, right. That's exactly what I mean. But then when it does happen, you'd be prepared. If it didn't happen, you know, you had a long, tight, you know, intense flight, but at least you were aware. I'm sorry. That is private car behavior, man. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. It's I'm being uh, rude. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a comedy show. Though. No, no, no. It's a, there's a there's a twist of comedy here where if you do have something like this, and uh, you know, should you let people know that uh, that this could possibly happen at any time? I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's a it's a good dilemma. I don't know if I would make that announcement. The scream is the is the one too. I mean, the shaking and someone will just be like, "I think they're having a seizure." But when it started with the scream, it was like, "And was this your yeah. first seizure?" Because this, this is your first seizure. If it, if you've had multiple seizures, then you know you, maybe you should try not to scream first. Well, I, I don't even know if they even have any control. No, that, that, that's you? an edit, Lou. That's an edit. <laughs> I mean, look at I'm like making fun of Irish people and people with seizures. Oh yeah, we're doing, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. Hell of a day. Oh, you think that's not it? I had shake it up by the cars queued up. <laughs> well, that was another edit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. Seriously though, I think a seizure sign is 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 a fair thing just to tag around your neck when you fly you don't have to wait it just has to be hanging out when you're in shop right but when you if you know you're gonna fall asleep <laughs> on a plane or somewhere you pull it out and put it around your neck 
right away you shake we read well fine I, I, I see that, but this could have been the woman's first seizure, so we do not know whether or not uh, that's true wh- where that's she true. was in this whole thing. So we hope she's okay. I really uh, do. I really do. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, I got to go back to the whole you confronting the pilot. I, I, yeah. You got to sit down, man. I, I can't do this. I don't mind a pilot timeout. I don't mind everything that's happening. It's not his fault. What I mind is the lying. Here's the other thing he did, too, that I mumbled, but just to the people around me that didn't seem to care. Uh, he on, on the end of waiting for another pilot, and when the second time, he goes, I really don't know when he's coming. He goes, uh, on the other hand, though, well, Buffalo is bad weather right now, so uh, we're hoping to be able to get out within about 40 minutes anyway, but the weather's got to turn. <laughs> I go online, look up the satellite thing on Buffalo, clear as a bell what do you think i'm not going to do my homework and you i'm just going to assume you're right and it's raining in buffalo i got Mm. i got my phone with me guy don't lie the weather's fine we're waiting on something that you don't know what the hell is going on and that's fine just come on and say honestly i don't know what the hell's going on why you you would you would appreciate it if they said listen frank's hung over from last night and he's in no condition to fly and we just we got a call out to about three or four different pilots right now, and we're hoping one of them bites. <laughs> no, that would be a little bit more. I'd probably be like, "Whoa, what kind of pony ride am I getting on here?" Holy shit! But I do think maybe can't this just be this middle ground where he comes on and he goes, "Listen, folks, unfortunately, I timed out, and I understand that you people want to get home. Trust me, I understand that, and it's just unfortunate that sometimes we just can't get these birds off the ground in time. We're waiting on someone else. Honestly, I, I don't know who they're getting in contact with or how soon it's going to be. I know you're dying. I, you really want to get out, and I want to get you folks out. If you can just bear with me, as soon as I get info, I'll bring it to you. And again, I just all apologies. Once in a while, this does happen. I hope it doesn't stop you from flying with us because we appreciate your your. your I tuned patience. out. I tuned out on that announcement about twenty percent in. It's I hear you. Quick, I hear you. But you're not angry. that, man. But but you're not angry. You 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 you. I want you to feel that I feel what you're feeling. I want them oh. to feel my pain. Like I know, I want to get home too. I know. But just when you're just like, well, should be 10 minutes. Duh, duh, duh. And then 15 minutes later, you come on and go, should be 20 minutes. Like the last 10 minute thing you said didn't even happen. You're not even addressing that that thing was bullshit, that you lied about that. And you just want me to sit there, bro. No, I, why do you think that guy hopped in the seat? I'm telling you, my words make a difference. They get on the thing and go, can we get someone down here? They're getting pretty heated on this plane. <laughs> One lady says, phone <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, shit. Well, you got some work to do. <laughs> oh man. Uh switching gears here. Yeah. My uh, wife's side of the family. Um she's what 13 years old. My wife's stepsister's kid. And they had a foreign exchange student come from Spain and spend two weeks at their house. And now she's going to go to Spain and spend two weeks at this girl's house with her parents. My question to you is, if Sadie ever wanted to do the exchange program, would you welcome a child into your home from a foreign country and then have Sadie go visit their house? 
His name is Long Duck Dong. What's happening, hot stuff? Something that you would entertain? Uh, the first part I wouldn't have a problem with, you know, Chinese girl, something coming to the house. That'd be fun, you know. Chen, I don't know what you have every morning, but we have omelets. You in? Yeah, yeah. Get to know her. No, that's awesome. Uh, would have would have a problem with my daughter going over there. What if Chen's got a brother, the same age as Sadie, for two weeks straight? He's he's knocking on the that's door. That's what I'm saying. Right? I don't know what type of environment is on the other side. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And is there a, a vetting uh, process at all? to vet the the homes where these kids are staying because i could just see me knowing my luck sending my daughter off and then i'm getting a phone call in two weeks going what they did what we can't get her back you know like (laughs) how about right how about this call (laughs) you get a call from your daughter Uh, hypothetically katie i know you wouldn't go katie it's not italian enough but anyway uh Katie's like, hey, Dad, it's Katie. Hey, Katie, how's it going? Um, it's going good. You know, um, Jen and I are having a nice time, but um, I don't know how to tell you this, but I fell in love with Jen's dad, and I'm not coming home. <laughs> right? And by the way, what's vetting? Watch this, watch this. Hey, Pete, if we bring a, a, a girl to your house who's 18 years old, you promise not to make advances on her sure no problem (laughs) (laughs) what you're vetting it's bullshit i I don't trust that shit i wouldn't trust that and okay i don't let's be honest our daughters are gonna be smoking when they're 18 who are we kidding (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man My, my wife's family seems to be like more open to those things i mean i never did any of that growing up i never did the class field trip to D.C. You know, did your school go to Washington, D.C. to see the White House and stuff like that? No, we did Philly, the, the, the Liberty Bell, the Constitution. Okay. Right. Yeah, it was fun. And you went. I went? Oh, yes, okay. I went. Well, I come home with that notice to my parents and go, hey, uh, my dad, we're going, uh, the, the class is going to go to D.C. Why? D.C.? You ain't going. Right away. It was, it was, a, it was a, how, how much? A grand? Yeah, right. And that was it. Read the book. <laughs> oh, so you were the one with three other kids going to school every day, sitting in the yeah. empty classroom. Yeah, yeah. That was me. They, yeah, they had, to, they had to put me, I think I was, uh, what was the fifth grade? They had to put me in the fourth grade for that week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. Uh, yeah. Didn't go to D.C., didn't do any of that stuff. I did the field trips, but anything like I had to get on a plane and go somewhere without my parent, forget it. Can you imagine you're going to your father, Dad, so uh, Manuel from Spain is going to spend two weeks (laughs) with us here, uh, and then I'm going to go to Manuel's house (laughs) and spend two weeks over there in Spain and learn about Spain. What? Learn about what? (laughs) (laughs) Tell Manuel to get a holiday in And you ain't going nowhere (laughs) Well Growing up Sleepovers were big You know like Hey uh, Could could Johnny sleep over today dad Now My father was so against the sleepover 
like we'd be hanging out at my cousin's house and I'd say, hey, you know, I would love to hang out with Lou and, and uh, my cousin Lou tonight. He's, he's going to have like, would you mind if I slept over with that? My dad would go, you're not sleeping over. We got a bed at home that you sleep in. <laughs> like he, he didn't even get the concept of sleeping over. He's just like, no, you come home with us. You came with us and now you're leaving with us. Because he's like, what are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? Come back tomorrow and pick you up? <laughs> It's his round trip. This ain't multi-city. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man, yeah, because so, that's exactly what we would do. <laughs> I go to my cousin. Sure, I'll ask my mom. All right, let me ask my mom if you can sleep over. My mom said, yes, go ask your mom. Go ask your mom. And then I go ask. And, they, and you know, as long as the other one said, yes, we do it. You're, that's so funny. You're an old man. A lot of He's restrictions growing up, bro. Yeah, a lot of restrictions. Like, I couldn't bring home... I was dating a girl real serious, not real serious. It's just like anything else in high school. I was a junior and, uh, I met this girl. We started dating. We're hanging out. She lived a few blocks away. She was the new girl in town. She was moved from the city to the suburbs. She was a new girl in school and boom, right away we started dating. So prom comes along and she gets dialed up for prom, right? Yeah. She gets a beautiful white dress. She looks like she's getting married. I go, I uh, I bring her home, right kind of before prom, not 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 the night of, but maybe a week before prom. And my dad and my uh, my grandfather were there in the living room. So we walk in. My mother greets us, and my dad and my my grandfather leave the living room, and no hello, no nothing. They just look at her with like a puss, and they walk out. So I spent the whole time with her, myself, and, and my mom, and, and, and talking on the couch, and then she left in an hour. And I go to my dad, I go, why were you, why are you so rude? Why didn't you say hello? You shouldn't be bringing any girl home unless you're going to get married. What? This is prom. You know, like. Like that, like that, that old school mentality. Where in, in deep in the, in the, in the town of of Shefalu, Sicily, where he grew up, yeah, the the parents didn't see anyone that the guy was dating unless he was gonna get married to her. Because he's figuring, what are we gonna do? We're gonna meet her, and then you're not gonna be, you know, this is not gonna be the one. I mean. That's right. the mentality. I mean, some listeners might be going, this guy is total old school. But, I mean, that's the way it was in, in growing up in the old country. And he brought those old country values to our home in Arlington Heights. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with that, man. There's something you to that move. No, because when I was dating in high school, you know, my mom used to have a problem with she She would say that you, you know, you, you're dating a lot. You date a lot of different girls. Um, you know, and that I don't bring people by. And I said, Mom, because I don't, you know, I'm just having fun trying to figure out. I'm not going to waste your time getting to know somebody that's not, uh, you know, of, of interest. She said, that's absurd thinking. That's absurd. But I was thinking the Sicilian way without even realizing it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's where he was coming from. Man. <laughs> and I'm wondering if a lot of, like, nowadays, if that even exists out there. Because everybody now, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids now, they got, you know, I never had, like, co-mingling at the house. There was never a bunch of girls and guys hanging. It was just, like, the guys at my house. We never had, like groups hanging out in the basement of girls and guys. I didn't have any, I couldn't even have a girl up in my bedroom. Not that, 
you know, like that 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 yeah. was odd back then. You couldn't have a girl like hang out no. in your bedroom, right? No, never, never. Always in the living room downstairs. the validity of it but it seems that we have a fan of the show who's in college and the professor in the english class played clips of our show to demonstrate different aspects of dialect and and slang wait a minute wait a minute get the details i want to know how we're being uh perceived here i will Uh, yeah i mean that's a good point i don't want them imitating us and the whole class laughs and then they go, let's get back to smart. <laughs> okay, class, we're going to start it off with the Being Dumb by Pete and Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are making fun of us, Sebastian, can you please tell us? Take a walk. <laughs> yeah, legally. <laughs> Welcome to Embarrassing Grammar, the online course that teaches you to learn from the mistakes of others. Welcome to class. Today we will be learning how to mispronounce simple words. Here are some audio clips you can learn from. This is Pete Corelli. Great comedian. Not so great with the grammar. So then the flight attendant kneeled down like scratched down next to her and chatted it up. There's no such word as scratch. Here, Pete is combining words to make a fictional word. Is it integral or integral? Yeah, stop trying to use big words, man. Just keep it simple. Well, dude, I have a four-year college degree. Tone it down, cowboy. So, well, uh, it, di- it didn't show there. Well, I, I, I <laughs> you know, I think it's integral, man. Integral part of the team. He's an integral part of the show. No. Sorry, Pete. It's integral. Who would eat that shit, by the way, too? Nutella. I made a note to talk to you about that. Pete is trying to say Nutella, and it's delicious. What you could possibly be telling her right now? Unless you were choking and you're, she's giving you directions on the homelick? Pete is trying to say Heimlich. It's a maneuver that he probably doesn't know. Anyway, now my wife and I are watching Downtown Abbey in, in the bed last night. Downtown Abbey is Pete's favorite show. You would think he could learn the name of it. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Have you ever heard of an actor named Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula? Yeah, Scott Bakula. No. Scott Bakula. Bakula. It's pronounced Bakula, like Dracula. What would you rather put on if you could? George Washington's wig. You're in George Washington's wig, the one he wore when he signed the goddamn Declaration of Independence. George Washington didn't sign the Declaration of Independence. You can still be patriotic, even if you don't know the facts. And she would dab his forehead as he was driving. No, he was driving with a geisha. (laughs) 
correct pronunciation of that is a geisha. No, it's but- a geisha. I read the book, <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha. You never read it? Uh, I never read it. I think I saw the movie, but in the book, it doesn't explain how to say it. So I'm telling you, it's a geisha. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because you're saying it with confidence, but... The whole world says geisha. The whole world says geisha with confidence. I've been saying geisha for years and no one's been correcting me. Yeah, and they go home and, and they what they say, did you hear how he said geisha? <laughs> yes, we are making fun of you and it is glorious. Let's continue with this bouncy game. Now, grab some popcorn, folks. I bring you the great boudet incident. Enjoy. Uh, it's got a boudet. Need I say more? A boudet? A boudet, man, for the ladies. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) when you got a boudet, I mean, you know, case closed. You said it so bad that I can't even remember how to correctly say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bidet. A bidet. A bidet. A boudet. I thought it was a boudet. A boudet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's enough for today, class. My computer face hurts from laughing. This has been a show within a show. DJ Lewitsky on Twitter. And leave a message at... 716638079 Your next Sebastian See you next class Go Texans Later This is how you're taught to speak Now listen to these two guys If you wanna fucking survive <laughs> Excuse excuse me sir works well on paper but Listen, fucking guy, I don't think you're hearing me. Works a whole lot better when you're out there in the real world. I want to give a couple of recommendations here. I know people on our show listen to Netflix or watch Netflix, and a lot of times you don't know what to find. I think I uncovered a gold mine. I don't know how many people are onto this. You know all those shitty... Nick Cage movies that he's been making the past 10 years. Yeah. They're not that shitty. (laughs) I'm like three in and I'm addicted. I started about a week ago with one called Knowing. I'm like, let me give Nick Cage a chance. I used to love this man. Who's to say this stuff isn't good? What are we doing? Let me take a look-see. Got four stars out out of five on the Netflix thing, even though they're overly generous. I don't know who's doing the star system there. Yeah. Pop it on. Nick Cage plays a guy who can only see two minutes into the future. Only two minutes, and it was fantastic. I go two days later, let me go back to Nick. Seeking justice. Nick Cage, another fantastic movie, man. What a concept. Someone attacks and rapes his wife. Guy comes to him and says, we know who did it. We can kill the man. No money needed, no nothing. Just, we may need a favor from you down the line. Want us to kill him? And he's like, kill him. Boom. I'm in. So there you go. Netflix. All those movies where Nick Cage has shitty hairdo, go for it. Don't be afraid. It's like Donald Trump. If you can get past the hairdo, it's actually uh, doing a decent job. Yes, I said that out loud, folks. (laughs) But anyway, yes. So Nick Cage, the seeker. seeker You must steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, 
not to mention those, Lou. Those were underrated movies, those National Treasure movies. I think I got a lawsuit, by the way, with McDonald's. I wanted to get a hold of our counsel, Ray, our show counsel, but uh, he's not available tonight due to the snowstorm. What's the problem? Playing with Sadie, rock bottom. And when you get to this part of the winter, there's just nothing left to do. It's too cold to be outside. There's nothing left. So I broke down, and I took her to McDonald's, to their indoor playground again. It's just mm. absolutely disgusting. I mean, you just just the germs coming off of that thing are just devastating. Some of the kids in there. Bro, I, I'm trying to play with Sadie, and there's a kid in there, a boy, with scratches all over his face like he just ran through twigs. His dad, mm. like a white trashy dude, is off to the side ignoring the kid. And I'm chasing Sadie around the playground. He's like, chase me, chase me. Like, cause some parents aren't doing it. Some of them don't, don't participate. Right. So, you know, I'm chasing Sadie, but he's like, he thinks like I'm chasing him too. But when I reach him, I just blow past him. Cause I'm really chasing Sadie. Yeah. And then at one point I'm doing something with Sadie. He's wrapped around my, f- my leg sitting Indian style with both of his legs wrapped around my leg and his arms wrapped around my leg squeezing tight and when I walk he's moving with me oh, and the no. father is just looking over and smiling I'm like what makes you think I want to play with your boy I'm sorry to be rude and I feel bad for the kid but then at one point even Sadie goes she, she, she we're off to the side by a chair and he comes up and he's like Chase me, chase, chase us again. And he's like, dude, he's like seven. He's way older than Sadie. And she looks at me and she goes, why does he keep trying to play with us? I don't even know him. (laughs) And I'm like, he's just being nice, Sadie. But anyway, so I start chasing, bro. And at one point I go under a slide and I don't duck low enough. Everything's plastic there. And I bang my head so hard. I'm seeing stars, right? So... You know, I don't want to let it on that I'm hurt. I'm just like, oh, daddy hurt his head, you know? And then I, I jokingly go to her, am I gushing blood? And she laughs, no. And then about five minutes later, I'm running my fingers through my hair, and I am bleeding hardcore. Out of McDonald's, right? So I go home, Jackie takes a look at it. You could probably get a stitch or two, but we'll just, you know, neosporin it up. But my question to you is, um... If, especially at the time, if I took a photo, showed the blood, and just went to McDonald's headquarters and said, I was playing around the playground, bang my head, need some stitches, what are we doing? I don't see well, how I, that's McDonald's fault. I, well, I, don't. I mean, maybe for 20 grand, we don't have to decide. Maybe we don't even have to figure it out. <laughs> Do you think they play that game? Uh... I mean, I'm sure they have some type of insurance to cover your medical expenses if you wanted to take it that far. I don't know if you're getting a settlement. I don't want to take it directly out of the clown's hand. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I could say it was green. I ran for it. You know, they should have made it red so it's more clear. And, uh, you know, people can get really hurt. You should make that a little higher. Uh, 20 grand, and I stopped my rant. I stopped my rant mid-sentence. I think they'll say we'll see you in court. All right. Well, you'll see me then. You'll see me with a shaved head so you can clearly see the scar. All right? See you then. How bad was the blood, though? Are we talking... What is it? A cut? I didn't need stitches, bro. I said that for the story. (laughs) (laughs) See? I mean, just bad. I don't even... 
Nah, was there fine. even was there even blood? Was there no, blood? there was blood. There was blood. But you really had to <laughs> dig in and rub it hard to get it to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, but there was blood. Come on. I wouldn't even waste that time if there was no blood. Ah, I'm telling you, man, and I think you know this already, but I got to tell you to just to reiterate here, some of the things you're doing are really uh, white trash. I mean, from what? Where were you? At that Cracker Barrel? And now we're at McDonald's in the balls with the bacteria and the kids First bleeding. Cracker Barrel. What doing? am I made out of money guy? Cracker Barrel. <laughs> what was that the Golden Corral? Tone it down. Oh, Golden Corral. Cracker Barrel. That's like a Michelin four star in Fredonia. What do you fucking know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you don't understand, bro. And you'll know when you visit. Limited options. I mean, it's just just limited options. It's like I'm, I'm in the winter time. We're living not much different than the Eskimos, man. I mean, you know, there's just nothing to do. You're just waiting for the thaw. Okay, well, this, so, this is, I have to ask this question now that Sadie's kind of growing up and she's getting older. So when, when, uh, when are we moving back to California? It's enough with this, Fredonia. It's over. It's over, yeah. man. I mean, I, I know you got a job out there. You got a nice gig. But hypothetically yeah, yeah. speaking, if they say we're moving to Los Angeles with the TV show, are you packing your bags? I mean... Let's get out of the snow. Let's get out of Fredonia and let's get back into a nice metropolitan city already. Uh, Enough of this. If they said they were taking the show to LA, I wouldn't pack my bags because then I wouldn't have room for my boogie board. <laughs> I'd be back so quick. I was really getting into that, going to Manhattan Beach and doing the boogie board thing. Yeah, I know. We gotta get it's. It, listen, it's the only place we would leave to go is to Cali, and you know it's probably gonna happen, man. Why don't you move east, bro? Thought about it. Thought about getting a place out there. Just doing a lot of trout, a lot of, lot of crisscrossing the country, and it's kind of taking a toll on my body. I had a massage last week, and the guy, uh, the guy's a beast. He, he just rolled, rolled his arm down my back, and there was a pop in my back that he's like, I've done close to 5,000 massages in my career, and I've never heard anything like it. What's wrong with you? Really? Yeah, the back is all screwed up. My calves are tight, and my hips. I don't know if this is age, flying, what the hell this is. I just feel like my body needs a complete oil change. <laughs> Have you ever thought about a body of mine has one of those things that you um, lay in and convert you upside down? Yeah, you know, I've seen that. Actually, the last party we went at in the Hamptons uh, over the summer where I was doing a gig, Tony Danza was at this party with me and he knew the owners and we went down in the garage and Danza strapped himself into this thing and flipped himself over and he was talking to us upside down as if he was on both feet. That's how natural this guy was in this thing. And this wasn't Danza's? Was he just like, I have one of these at home? He's a great or... Well, the guy got in it. No, no, no. It was the guys. It was his buddies in his garage. He strapped himself in, flipped them uh, upside down, and he was talking. I don't know. I don't like that blood rushing to my head. I get lightheaded. Yeah, well, that's the problem, I would think. Yeah, so I'm not getting one of those. I do I do the roller, you know. Um, actually, J.J. Watt recommended this roller that vibrates. So I got one of those that I do. But still, it's just after you do, you know, I was in Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland over this past weekend. And, you know, you're hitting three flights. You're different beds. You're bouncing around. The body's taking it. It's, it's just taking a toll. And uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. how much more I could do. <laughs> oh, come on. You get your bus. You'll be nice. You make the back of your bus, like, just tighten that up like a bedroom. You'll be good to go, man. 
I'm By going to Regan's way, bus starting tomorrow. Oh, oh, wait, where are you going? Going out with Regan to uh, Niagara Falls, Albany, Binghamton, New Hampshire. Yeah, so it's four peach snapshots for sure. Oh, you got to love the schnapps. That guy's great to hang out with. He is a ball. We'll be together uh, tonight, St. Patrick's Day, tearing it up tonight. I, I, my, I, uh, you got to do my, the bus. I got. I, I make the bus makes its debut March twenty third in Burlington, Vermont. I'll have the bus with me. That's exciting. And maybe you need to travel with a masseuse, man, just to loosen your. I might have to. I might have to. And, and speaking of the bus, March twenty fifth, I'll be in Buffalo. Are you around? It's a Saturday. No, it's the. I'm not. It's. I'm still here. That's the. I'll be here. <laughs> it's the second to last week. Damn, so close. Hey, listen, I'll be in New York the 26th. I'm sorry, the tw- yeah, 26, 27, 28, um, three nights. Are you are you around? I'm thinking me, me you, and the Mazzillis get together for a nice Milos. Yeah. Greek. Yes, I will be. I'd be out last week. I think I'll be able to get get out early one night and do that for sure. I'd be fun. Yeah, so uh, we want to yeah. do that. Um, so um, real quick, just got to say, uh, last week we taped. I didn't mention this on the last show. I took it out, but uh, we taped with Harry Connick Jr. came on. And uh, he, he came by the office. He was standing out front, and I came out to chat with him. Like, super cool guy, man, right? We're chatting for a while. Yeah. Wanted to get a photo, but uh, he was eating a slice because we had the pizza delivered. And... Uh, how do you feel about, like, I felt like I couldn't ask him to put the slice down for a photo. I'd have to wait till the slice was done. Yeah. And I wasn't hanging out with him until he was done eating. Like he was doing his own thing. So yeah. do you feel, I just missed on out on the photo, right? Is that the good move? I said, Harry, you think I could have said, Harry, am I putting down the slice to a quick photo? Absolutely not. Wait, wait, you couldn't wait out a pizza slice to get the photo after he was done eating that one slice? Uh, you know, that guy, it's not Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I want to go on record saying that is a huge joke because I'm way more of a fan of Harry Connick Jr. than I am of Bublé. Just I am. And he was a super cool guy. But I don't know, man. I just, you know, out of respect, I was giving the man a space. But uh, I was like, damn. And, you know, as soon as I walked over, that's when he grabbed the slice. I'm like, yeah, darn it. Two seconds soon, I would have got my Connick photo. Yeah, but I think you wait till he... I mean, what, what's it take a normal human being to down a piece of pizza? I don't know, three, four minutes tops? I say you stick in the conversation for three, four minutes. Or even halfway through this slice, you go, like, listen, Harry, before you leave, I got to get a picture with you. I'm a big fan. You know, these, these opportunities that you're coming across, working on a show and having these guest stars come in and they're, you know, very, you know, popular or whatnot you're gonna look back on this these these times 30 years from now and go wow look at that it's the time i met harry connick and you got to have these for you know keepsakes man i know i know and you know no one you're right i will moving forward i know some guests coming i'm not gonna miss out you know one move he did too that's cool he's eating a slice with his left hand and as we're talking a few different times he'd be like what's up buddy oh, hey pete you know the right hand is on my shoulder you know, like, oh, I hear you, buddy. And like a little light slap on the shoulder another time. Mm. Well, let me tell you about that. He puts it on the shoulder. I like that move. I'm a physical guy. You know that. I touch you all yeah. the time when I see you. Hey, what's up? It lets the person know I'm in it. I'm connected. It's East Coast. I find it's very East Coast, the physical 
touch on my shoulder. I, I agree. I think it heightens the. I think it heightens the conversation to a to a level where you're so engaged with that person because you don't know when you're going to get hit or, or or like touched again, and it almost <laughs> it it almost conveys to the listener uh, or or the storyteller that hey, I'm I'm with you in this and I'm totally connected to you rather than. You know, you not touching or you not looking someone in the eye. A touch to me on the shoulder or where have you is is some indicator that, hey, this guy's in it. I mean, as soon as you got the touch, I would ask for the photo. I do. I was I I really I'm not going to lie to you. I was so caught up in the touch. I mean, but, you know, I'm not saying we were connecting like that, but he's just a regular dude. Yeah. But anyway, what do you got? What are you playing? What what, uh, Wembley? You doing Wembley Stadium yet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no no i'm going to a, a place i've never gone to before on march 23rd uh, burlington vermont going to schenectady never been there on the 24th and then ended it up in um, buffalo new york on the 25th so i got a little upstate new york run and nice. um i just want to promote that we're doing madison square garden garden of dreams it's a big 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 fundraiser and uh got bunch of different comedians on the show uh leslie um jones from saturday Night live tracy morgan chris rock uh john oliver we're all going to be doing that on tuesday march 28th um it's not wow. the madison square garden the the garden it's the uh, one off to the side the theater so uh, awesome man wow so if you yeah maybe i don't know what your plans are maybe that'd be a good hang for you to come down hang there and then we go out to dinner man yeah, I'll, t- I'll try to, man. Tuesday night? It's a Tuesday night. I know we're supposed to do the show. We might have to rework our schedule on the show that night. I th- although, I could probably crank oh. out the show. Well, it's going to be at 8. No, yeah. can't do it. Nah, dude, I can't do Tuesday. I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm already having dinner with Conic. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't called yet, but I know he's going to. I know oh. he's going to. Man. It's gonna be a groovy Tuesday. I'll try to make it even for the show, bro. That'd be fun. Yeah, no, that's an awesome show. What a lineup! A bunch of celebrities are gonna come down there and hang out. It's for a good cause. It's for the kids. So, nice. um, that's that. What else do we got going on here? Oh, here, here's something, man. We went to well, not me. Lana went to go and in, in, uh, and interview some pediatricians. Right? Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, uh, this pediatrician that she loves offers FaceTime diagnosis. Have you ever heard anything like this? Kids got like like a uh, pink eye. Say instead of taking a kid to the doctor, you FaceTime it in. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. That's uh, isn't that a nice? I mean, I heard that. I go, that's the reason enough to go with this guy. Kid's got a rash on the inner thigh. You FaceTime. What's this, Doc? Yeah, put some. I prescribe a little, uh, little uh, oil or a little cream for you at the Walgreens. Go pick it up rather than going all the way in, finding parking, taking the kid up. Plus, they got a separate entrance at the doctor's office for sick kids. So your kid ain't sitting in the same waiting area that someone who's got the uh, the. Uh, you know the typhoon flu. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, doctor. And uh, where we go, you walk all walk through the same door. But if you're sick, you go right. If you're not sick, you go left. I'm like, oh, hey, or across the room. Okay, this is. I mean, it's a little separate side thing, but 
this thing Lana's doing is great because kids go in with nothing and come out with something because it's a goddamn Petri dish in there. Yeah, and and my sister's got three kids, and they seem to be always sick. Do you remember as a kid being this sick? I don't. In fact, I never missed a day of school in elementary school. You want a cookie? Back then, they didn't close the school because they had four inches of snow. In order for the the the, the school to close in the in the mid eighties in Chicago, there had to be a full blizzard. That was it. Yeah, no, it's crazy now. Now you too, you flying around now too. It's spring break. We're pulling Timmy out of sixth grade for a week because we're going to Hawaii. What's pulling the kid out? I don't understand it either. I got family members that it's like did. Did the, does the kid go to school? Uh, <laughs> is the kid enrolled? Is he enrolled? <laughs> I don't it's like, ridiculous. I never, <clears throat> I never took it like a week off of school when school was in session. We always took when it was Christmas or it was a yes. spring break or whatever. When everybody had off, that's when we... They, they never said, all right, you're going to miss... If I ever miss five days of school while the school year was happening, there was no way my brain could catch up. If, yeah, they, took me, if they took me out for a week on that Monday back to school, they might as well just hold, held me back a grade because there's no way I would have ever catched up. My brain wasn't working that fast. Not to mention the fact that any chick I was working on at any given time in, in my school years, if I was gone for five days, I, any guy could scoop in and take her. I could never yeah. secure anything. I couldn't have gone that long. It would destroy my social situation. <laughs> yeah, you were you gone five, five days. days. It made us realize you're not that funny. We don't need you around after all. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, your presence was needed in the school nowadays, man. They're taking kids out. Yeah, we're going to take them out for two weeks here, three weeks there. Forget it, man. We feel he gets more out of going to Europe for a week than he would out of school. Oh, yeah. Is he going to show the photos on the final exam? Here's my, here's my answer. There's my photo of me in front of the Louvre. Shit. <laughs> um... I got, uh, what do I got? Portland, Maine, March 30th. Another place I've never been. And then uh, Dallas, Texas, April 13th. Houston, Texas, 14th. And Austin, Texas, the 15th. That's what's going on here at SebastianLive.com. Go there to uh, pick up my new DVD, Why Would You Do That, on uh, either iTunes or streaming on Amazon. Or you could actually get a hard copy if you still have a DVD player. Any uh, Anything on the slate over there other than that you're working on uh, one of the top ten uh, best TV shows in the country right now? Hey, we need the pickup. We're waiting to hear. But, uh, oh, no, when, when, do you, when, when do you find out? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Les Move has said in an article that he likes all the new shows and plans on bringing them back. But uh, still waiting to pop the cork. In the meantime, uh, just go to PeteCorelli.com and you'll see all the dates, man. Coming out to California, going to Philadelphia soon, and a few others. So check it out. Great hanging, dude. I had a lot of fun. DJ Lou, good job. Take care, guys. Later, guys. Later, bro. The show has ended. Uh, he looked like that actor, Peter Gallagher. Good looking guy. And he's just, and uh, 
I'm just, I don't know why I said that, but I knew right away. He looked like, I like, how so, I like how someone's dying and you go, God, this guy's attractive. Well, that's how I judge my doctors. The better looking they are, the better of a doctor they are, right? You know? I mean, you want some heavy set guy who's got to sidestep through the fucking aisle. I'm a doctor. Are you really? For what? What are you, a vet at best? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.